0: Hey, Yohanyaks, welcome back to the Rambling Viking podcast, and I would say another edition of whatever series we're doing, but this is something different, and um, actually maybe the first of another series that I'm introducing, and I know what you're saying, another series, I roll. how many series do you need, why don't you just go make different podcasts about it, or what is even this podcast, but just a podcast of series, but that's where we're at, so, you're stuck with it, but, uh, this this today's episode is a fun one and an insightful one. Uh, I was strictly instructed not to say that it fits into blessings from tragedy series, even though I think once we get into the con- got into the interview, I started I started to see where it could fit into it. But out of respect for the interviewee, I will not include it in that series. This is just a standalone and maybe a part of interviews that I might do. So um, I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure the title makes a little bit more sense about it, but yeah, this was a fun episode, a different episode. I sat down with my friend Caroline. Um, I asked her to be on after I found out that at 16 she started her own business and is still running that business now, uh, eight years later at 24, and doing uh, a Myriad, you know, other things too, and kind of bounce around, and so we sat down, and I kind of just got her story about it all and her journey to where she is today, and it was it was pretty cool, pretty interesting. You know, people think that oh, I don't have any interesting things to say, or I'm not, there's nothing interesting here. I mean, I think that about myself all the time. Why do you think I'm getting other people's stories on my podcast? I have, yeah, exactly. But I um, when you really sit down and listen. And I think you find out that most people have some very interesting things about them and have some very insightful things and have actually some pretty cool stories. And that's what I saw here is Caroline has a very cool story. She's a very fun person, um, very, very lively and loud person and um, has, runs, a, runs a successful business. That She started when she was 16 and it was just it was just a really cool conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you look if you want to I'm willing to have anyone on the podcast, whether you want to talk about your story or you you I don't know, you want to talk about this one thing in particular. Come on. I'm, I'm willing to have anybody and everybody on, so don't feel like I have to approach you or you have to have some cool story. You might just think, man, I think it'd be fun to be on the podcast. Then come on down, okay? Uh, just send me an email to ramblingviking at gmail.com or DM the show on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, or you can message me personally if you have that information. But uh, that's enough of an intro. It was a great conversation, had a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy it. Sorry if some of her laughing blows your eardrums, but that is it was a lot of fun, and so that happens sometimes. but. Um, and in a quick shout out because I know she will listen to this, Caroline. Thank you for being on, and uh, I'm uh, I really am appreciative, and I think you did a great job. So <laughs> just just for your sake, because I know I'm I'm I'm, ha- I'm taking some shots here, but that's enough of me. Let's get into this interview. Here we go. <laughs> Well, hey there, folks. Uh, I'm sitting down with my good friend Caroline, who I met—I don't know, like two months ago, <laughs> if that. So keep saying my good friend, and I was like, I don't, I don't, "Mr. Am, am are we really good friends? What constitutes good we'll friends? We'll find out." I know, yeah. Seriously. So finally, I was able to get some bright words. I was able to bring someone else on the podcast, and Caroline is not. Um, I don't have a title for this series because this is something <laughs> new, but. I always enjoy people who have cool stories, especially around entrepreneurship, and I think we all enjoy those. And in group one week, Caroline was talking about how she like started her own business at sixteen, and I literally was like, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" And she, more or less, after conversation, she was like, "If you if you come to my workout class that I teach at Orange Theory, uh, not a sponsor or affiliated, so don't sue me." But um, and so last night, I did. I went to the class. He did. Cool. I discovered that uh, not only do people have a customer service, like phone voice versus their normal voice, but they also have a, I'm teaching a fitness class on a (laughs) microphone voice, and not in a bad way, but it was different. So, Caroline, thanks for being here.
1: Different way. Yeah. As we
0: say in the Midwest. In the Midwest. Mm Mm-hmm. So, let's just start with, let's start simple. Start with your background. Where are you from? Um, You know, talk a little about your family life and all... Go yeah, ahead.
1: so I grew up, born and raised in Minnesota, a little suburb outside of Minneapolis, so love that, love the Midwest, love Minnesota, uh, great place. I am one of four girls in oh, my family, so yeah, family of six, I got my mom, my dad, and then I have three sisters, so.
0: Mm. Where do you fall in the lineup?
1: I'm number two, okay. so I have one older, two younger. Mm-hmm. So, that was always, you know...
0: How spread out are you guys?
1: So, me and my older, oldest sister are two years apart, mm-hmm. and then me between uh, my sister right under me, three years, and then four years between okay. uh, Catherine and Laura, so mm-hmm. and my younger two siblings. So, it's like two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, that's not that bad. No. it's It's fun for the most part, mm-hmm. you know? Growing yeah. up, it was... Interesting. It's always chaotic
0: when you have four kids. I come from a family of <laughs> four kids. I'm the third. And I was asked about the spread, too, because my parents were deliberate. They put me and my brothers. So I'm the third, two older brothers, one younger sister. And we're all four years apart. Because oh, wow. they didn't want to pay for more than one person's college at a time. Literally their reason.
1: Strategic. <laughs> I know.
0: But what that means, then, is, I mean, for me and my oldest brother is eight years. And my sister is six years younger than me. So it's 14 years between my youngest sister, it's a spread of 14 years, and my oldest brother. That's a lot, yeah. And so that's a long time. Like he's in his mid 30s, and she's in her early 20s, just going into college. So it it it's for in terms of like I mean she she almost I grew up in a family of four. She grew up in like a family of two and a half. Yeah. Because she was so young in a lot of ways. But anyways, that's this is not about me. <laughs> so you grew up in Twin Cities, and um, I guess what did your what did your parents do? What what where, what was their work?
1: Yeah. So my dad is a internet marketing manager. Mm. Uh, what that means? Not 100%. <laughs> I don't sure. think, I'm don't
0: i not even sure. He Sorry, dad. <laughs> and
1: then my mom was a stay at home mom. Okay, cool. So it was fun. It was a lot. I mean, I liked growing up in a bigger
0: family. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Awesome. And, um, Now, so did your dad work for a company or did he work for himself?
1: So he worked for a company. He had had other businesses Mm -hmm. in the past that he had, and he has, like, a bunch of, like, side businesses, too, of his own. But, like, his main, like, Mm 9-to-5 job is for someone else.
0: Okay, cool. And so you kind of – you mentioned how – when I asked you, like, why do you, you know – Talk, you were like yeah i started my own business and briefly i was like wow like what prompted that because you know, a lot of times it's interesting sometimes people are just built that way and they just yeah. do it sometimes people come from a family that do it like my my grandpa started the vet clinic my dad is taking it over i have since diverted from that and but my sister might take it over we'll see um and you kind of mentioned it, I was like, it, it's an expectation in your family. So, talk about that a little bit.
1: So, I wouldn't say it's an expectation. It's just kind of something we all did do. So, mm-hmm. my dad, I mean, he probably is the leader of this all. He had businesses like growing up, mm. like, started pretty young with like a paper route. And then he started some other businesses too. And he had a DJ business for like most of his, I guess, 20s into. 30s i think i'm not 100 sure but that was his main thing for a while and then he had another business too but i forget what it was called bad daughter <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's too many
1: to keep up it's with it's a lot to
0: juggle <laughs> it's a lot to juggle so and
1: then he has like other businesses now on the side that he does they're mm-hmm. all like kind of different none okay. of them are like that related like he sells water distillers online huh. which is Pretty random, yeah. <laughs> but that's one of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So he like, I think it just probably runs in the family. Multiple of his siblings like have their own businesses. So too. all your aunts
0: and uncles did too. So not like, all it's of a, them, but, but like them, they all a lot of them did something. You were yeah, kind of like, surrounded their, by it.
1: Well, I wasn't really surrounded by it because they live like all across the world. Mm-hmm. So
0: <laughs> I don't. What well, just mean though? Like oh, you're, you're you. The people you're not necessarily physically close with them, but you know about all your aunts and uncles, and they, yeah, and your dad does it, and so in a lot of ways, when you, I mean, for me, it's like I look at my family, my aunts and my uncles, and what all they, and a lot of times that's kind of that's what you do right yeah you start with your family unit and it's like that's what the world is and then once you go out on your own you learn that like oh you learn there are certain things that your family do that are a little bit different than you uh like my wife uh, who found out that in college that it is not normal to keep peanut butter in the refrigerator um (laughs) but you know those sort of things and yeah And so that's really what I'm getting at, is kind of you just came up in an entrepreneur's world, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, and, like,
1: growing up, we, like, would do things. Like, my older sister, Madeline, she started, like, sewing camps. She liked Mm -hmm. to sew, and so she would, like, teach. She was probably, I don't know, 14, 15. She would teach, like, 10-year-olds how to, like, sew things. Yeah. And then I would, like, work for her. She would pay me, I don't know, like, $10 an hour. Oh, my gosh. And I would help. (laughs) I don't know what I would do, but... Because I was never very good at that, but, you know, rally the children, probably. Uh-huh. And so she would have those camps, and that's, like... I mean, I think it all stemmed from, like, wanting to make money. My mm-hmm. parents always wanted us to, like, be in control of that. Fortunately, do not have a trust fund, so gotta make make that bag yeah. on my own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, we want you to have money, but you have to earn it.
1: Yeah, which I think is good, and I learned mm-hmm. a lot on the way. I mean, how old was I? I was probably, like, I... It's hard to know. I started. I think this was like my first business. Uh, it was called Kindergarten and First Grade Fun. Okay. Um, it was like an after-school program in my garage. Okay. My garage for like kindergartners and first graders because our neighborhood had like a ton of those. Mm-hmm that age group and so basically i guess it was like glorified babysitting i would entertain them for like an hour after school and their parents parents would pay me
0: (laughs) yes people that's a premium there's always a market for for (laughs) taking parents kids away from them and to to give them a break to do whatever or just get some of the energy out so how old were you when you did that
1: uh i don't remember i was pretty young i was probably like if they were in kindergarten or first
0: grade they would have been like six or seven
1: yeah, I was probably like twelve.
0: Okay, wow. Twelve or
1: thirteen, and it, something you know, like it's pretty—it's
0: pretty funny because you you think it's you talk about it and looking back, you're like that was kind of a silly business. But really, when you break it down, it's like you looked at the market you were in, you assessed like the need and then you made something out of it and then made some money. Sounds like, I mean, you, it went decently. Well, would you say it was successful? Yeah.
1: It like went for a while. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. I mean, I wasn't making that much money, but I mean, for like a 12 year old, any,
0: any money to be made at 12 is
1: by making lot. like $40 one day a week. It's yeah. still a lot.
0: No. And I remember like I worked all summer, I think when I was 12 and that's when I like bought my first laptop and it was like a yeah. huge, and it, but I, But I had to work all summer to buy, like, this $300 laptop. (laughs) And that was a huge... That's the equivalent of, like, buying a car nowadays, you know, in the adult world. But I was 12, and so that was a ton of money, a ton of work. And, I mean, I was pulling... 30 plus hours of work a week. Dang. I for my, well, work for my dad, scooping poop and stuff. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, I know. It's great. People, Everyone thinks they want to work for a vet until they work for a vet. And no. then a lot of people are like, I thought you just got to play with animals. Yeah, you get to interact with a lot of animals, but you have to clean up. You're dealing with the, the bad side,
2: meaning mm-hmm.
0: let's go outside. Oh, look, you rolled in your poop. Now I have to give you a bath. Nice. And I also have to clean your cage. And so it's it's the dirty work, but there are upsides to it. But yeah so that was your first your first official business yeah
1: like, kindergarten and first grade fun it was wild <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome but seriously though i mean you it's when you really looking back at it now you can see that like okay you're like i have a bunch of kindergarten and uh, kids who are a few years younger than me and um, i'm assuming they would all just kind of be around the neighborhood you live yeah in, and so they'd be running around and you're like i can start a little camp and entertain them right and then yeah. your parents helped you put out the word and other parents were whether whether they you know it's a classic like I don't want a glass of lemonade but I support that you're like you're as a kid you're you're putting you know you're putting in the work to make a lemonade stand and sell here and sell. So I'm gonna buy that out of like principle. Right. But whether it's that or people are like, Oh glass lemonade sounds great, you know? So that's pretty cool. Okay, so then fast forward to then you were I guess what happened next?
1: What happened next? Mm-hmm. Um That's a great question. I think a lot of things happened. Mm -hmm. Like, as far as jobs and, like, business, I would do a lot of, like, other things. I would babysit. I hated babysitting, though. Still do. Okay. Good to know. Don't hire me to babysit. she's
0: not. She's an anti-babysitter. Yeah. Find someone else. Yep.
1: Yep, that's right. Um... And so I – there was a bunch of, like, other jobs. I would, like, work for my dad sometimes, mm-hmm. like, doing shipping stuff. That probably wasn't till I was a little older and could drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would do some, like, online stuff for him too. And then one of my dad's friends had a business – uh, with maple syrup, he made different like flavor infused maple syrup, okay. and so I think I was like fourteen when I started working for him. So mm-hmm. I'd go to shows and like sell maple syrup.
0: <laughs> Did you ever put on a Canadian accent to make? It no, seem it was Minnesota
1: oh. maple syrup. <laughs> I'm just
0: saying. I'm just saying. I, I it was. It's
1: actually really good
0: yeah. too. So okay. So I
1: support. I still use that maple syrup
2: today. Well,
0: okay, so I'm. <laughs> I'm, maple syrup is part of my current diet. Granted, I will still indulge on like regular foods. Yeah. So I look for like legit maple syrup. But as a a red-blooded patriot, I'm always in support of American-made products. And so Minnesota maple syrup? Yeah. What is it? You want to plug it?
1: Three Rivers Farms maple syrup. Okay, you can look it up online.
0: And that's the one. That's what you use, and it's made in min- homegrown Minnesota. Minnesota.
1: Yep, yeah? yeah, it's it's great. Okay, I'll
0: have to give it a try because I'm about out of maple syrup and I need yeah. some more.
1: It's really good. You can mm-hmm. order it online. I think mm-hmm. order is over thirty five dollars ship for free. Oh man, she
0: still got the. How I still many got years it. Ago? Actually,
1: no. The last time I worked for him was last fall because. Oh, you're
0: still doing it every now and again. Well,
1: he was at the state fair and I was home for like a few <laughs> days and I saw him. He's like, "You want to work here?". And yeah. I was like, wait, I have a free day. Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, hey. got to make that money. And
0: the, yeah, no, and that's part of the hustle <laughs> and paid mindset And me well too, too so. <laughs> Can't be mad. That's, that's part of the hustle though is like just learning like when, when opportunities come up, be like, yeah, why not? Why why not do this? Because I think a lot of times people are like, why would I want to go do that? Why would I want to? And they only look at the downside and you're like, no, I'll go make some money and I've got the I've got the free day. Here it is. Three Rivers. I can join their mailing list for exclusive offers. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. My homie right Steve. Now.
1: He's, Steve, he's shout great. out Steve. Shout out to you. All Steve. these, all these
0: product plugs on this episode that are not. I feel like you would love
1: like, Steve.
0: Yeah, you and Steve, Steve
1: could have like a 12 hour conversation because oh he talks. All
0: right. Time. Well, <laughs> I've got I've got an aunt in Minnesota. My wife has got an aunt in Minnesota. So we want have been wanting in, in the Twin Cities, I should say. Yeah. And so we've been wanting to visit. My wife has been up there before. I have never been. Um, I've also got to get my my wallet. My my great grandpa is named after my aunt has his wallet and go. cool little heirloom. But yeah, all right. So then you started working for maple syrup. It sounds like you bounced around and had a lot of different jobs. Yeah,
1: well, I mean that was it was like a weekend thing. It was like different shows, Mm -hmm. like farmers markets, and so I did that for a while too. Um, and that was great. So can't complain about that.
0: So. you're a hustler, obviously. <laughs> like, and you're always you're always working. You're always willing to, you know, pick up the side gig. I've got a free day. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, and that's your current setup. So let's fast forward to, w- what point? When were you like? Did you find a you do wedding videography? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of it?
1: It's Caroline Hunt Films.
0: Cool. You can find them on Instagram. Yeah. Is there a website? I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Cool. So how did you get to? a videography and then B being like, I want to, and they might be one and the same. Um, but, um, deciding, okay, I've worked and I've worked in all these different different areas. I kind of, I want to start doing this for myself. Like, did it start just kind of small as a hobby? And then all of a sudden you're like, I think I might want to do this. Or was it more of a hard decision where you were like, I want to start my own business. And then you started looking for something to do.
1: Yeah. So I guess it was kind of, I don't know. It just kind of happened. Well, not really like that, but
0: it just wow. happened. Everything
1: fell into right. place. Great the episode, end.
0: everyone! Thank you for listening. This has been the shortest. Just episode. Just get
1: lucky, and that's how you succeed.
0: <laughs> this has been the shortest episode of the Rambling Viking ever. Uh, most concise. That was incredible. No,
1: <laughs> no. Okay, I always loved like making videos. Mm-hmm. Have tons of super embarrassing.
0: I've got a few myself. evidence
1: to you know prove that stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yep, you gonna... you probably can't find it, but if you can, <laughs> good for you, <laughs> you deserve it, <laughs> if you can dig that far, you enjoy it, but the really bad stuff is, like, private yeah, 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 good, good, and there's just stuff on, like, old hard drives and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I used to... This is also really embarrassing. One year for my birthday party, I literally, like, wrote out, like, a script for, I think this, like, game show movie, uh-huh. and then we, like, filmed it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Best 18th birthday ever. <laughs> I was ever.
1: not 18. I was, like, 13. <laughs> but my dad had a ton of, like, mm-hmm. equipment and stuff like that. Okay. So, like, lights and...
0: So you dabble and started making videos, and you're always so, interested in So, yeah.
1: It. I. I loved making videos. It would make music videos. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a "Call Me Maybe" video on YouTube, so.
0: <laughs> I wonder how many. I bet there are so many "Call Me Maybe" videos. Like I said, if so you hot. can
1: find it, you can watch it. But good luck.
2: Oh,
1: um, gosh. yeah. So loved making videos. Always wanted, like, enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of sidetrack here. My older sister, she started a blog. Uh. When she was, I don't know, early high school. Mm-hmm. And then she got like a nicer camera mm-hmm. and she started taking photos, mainly for her blog. I won't embarrass her too much and to say what that because she knows how humiliating <laughs> <laughs> It's no longer exists anyway. Um, but so she would start like doing photos and stuff like that. And then she kind of got into photography a lot and she started. Her business, doing uh, photography, she would do, like, seniors and weddings and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So, it was kind of through her that I was exposed to the wedding industry. Okay. And I would see, like, wedding photos, and I would, like, look at stuff, because she would show me, Mm -hmm. and she would show me what she was doing. And so, I just kind of knew that whole industry industry and what the vibe was there. Yeah. And so, I started seeing wedding videos. And I loved them. I thought they were so cool. I was like, I would love to do this. Mm -hmm. This looks so cool. Um, and since I had always loved doing, making videos and I would edit weird stuff too. Oh, another thing I would do, I would make people birthday videos instead of birthday cards yes! and they would be really dumb. Like I would be like dancing, singing happy birthday in like weird places and edit together. I you could probably find it on Facebook too. Oh, like man. if you dig far enough, it was bad. <laughs>
0: Hey, there's something to it, though. So bad. People do cameo as a thing now. I'm just saying, if you ever want to branch off and outside a wedding and just bring back the birthday video card, I don't know.
1: These are really, really bad. Well, well
0: now you're now you're, now you're much older, wiser. You have a lot more. You're more of an established business. And so yeah. now you do it better, right? I could
1: produce much more high-quality embarrassing mm-hmm. content. Okay, well, there
0: you have it. Next, That's our next play, folks.
1: Carolyn Hunt birthdayvideos.com. I'm going to go buy the domain right now. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So, anyway, so I saw the, the uh, wedding videos. I was like, I would love to do this. I told her, I was like, this looks so cool. So she was shooting a wedding one day, and she got the card of the videographer she was mm-hmm. working with. Um, and then she gave it to me. She was like, hey, I told this videographer, my sister wants to get into video. Uh, so just email him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Great!" So I'm like 16 yeah. at the time, freshly 16,
0: <laughs>
1: and barely drive. <laughs> Driver's license is still
0: hot off the press. Hot
1: off the press. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> so I, uh, I emailed this guy, and I'm like, "Hey." Can I like intern for
2: you mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: or like can you help me or something? He was super great. He was like, Yeah. He's like, You can come to our studio and we can like chat, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Great. So I just, you know, drive like 45 minutes <laughs> to <into> this studio <laughs> and meet with this guy. And he like shows me everything. He shows me his studio and he like was like educating me on a bunch of like video stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. It was great. And he's like, If you ever like want to use, any of our stuff, like feel free to use it. Oh wow. And he was like, "We're shooting a wedding. He and his business partner at the time. Were like, we're shooting a wedding this day. You can like come with and second shoot." I'm like, "Cool." So, I did that once or twice, and then I don't know. I think through a referral of someone. Someone like their wedding videographer had backed out last minute mm-hmm. and they had a budget of what like $300 cuz it was yeah that they're going like, to need it. someone cheap <laughs> and if you don't know anything about video pricing that's like the tax
2: <laughs> yeah that's
1: hundred dollars is nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know i'm getting started i'm like i'll do it <laughs> i wow. got it send them my email i don't have a website i don't have anything It's like sign me up and so they end up like booking me i don't have any work really to show for myself um i had second shot two weddings at the time Dang. with one of the guys from this company mm-hmm. and so i like kind of knew a vague idea of what I was doing but mostly not. I mean, I knew how to use a camera.
0: <laughs> Press the, the big button, starts recording, when I see the red dot and the exactly, going. exactly. We're
1: good. So I film my first wedding and this is uh July of 2014. Okay. You know, 16 16- years old and this is really funny because I met with the couple like before and I totally like lied about my age <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm just like you know taking time off of school oh. <laughs> like I graduated. graduate I don't know if she believed me or
0: not why Why did you feel the need to lie about it? I don't that?
1: know I just didn't want them to see think like oh this 16 year old is shooting my wedding <laughs> yeah you
0: know one of the biggest days of my life now I my... look at
1: 16 year old and I was like how did anyone trust me to do that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's most of us. And when we look back, and I the wanted them to we feel were...
1: comfortable. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Anyways, so I shot that wedding. It actually went pretty good. And um, then, like over that summer into the fall, I would shoot more with this company, Storybus Films. Mm-hmm. Shout out Michael. He's the best. Um, and so they taught me ton. They let me use my their equipment. I could use like their office. They literally like gave me a key. I'm like, how? Why did you trust me? <laughs>
0: But you weren't working for them; they were just no. like, "You can use our stuff." Yeah, that's incredible because like, you they figure- let this
1: like little sixteen year old come use like their thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gear, like, and
0: and not have to work for them. Because for me, like, say I was the established videographer, and some kid was yeah. like, "Hey, it, I, my my thought process isn't to say you can use any of our stuff. Um, to, f- to do your own business, because in some way people, most people look at that and be like, why would you allow competition? But I well, guess. Well, I don't think
1: I was competition yeah, exactly, that right?
0: <laughs> I guess if I'm, if I'm doing. you are like a... pretty
1: established. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're, they're getting paid five grand to do a video. You're getting paid 500, right? Exactly. Yeah. So different markets. So it's not really competition. Yeah. Anyways, that's really cool of them though.
1: So that year, I think I shot two of my own, mm-hmm. um, two or three of my own, uh, weddings, so that was pretty cool that I at least got two or three, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then kind of from there, I mean, I, like, made a website and got a business email and stuff like that and just started booking weddings.
0: Major, what is it, like, an LLC or something, or did you do any of that, the text? Not you know, uh... when I was
1: 16. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wasn't even making enough money to pay
0: enough. <laughs>
1: Let's not add this. To
0: <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just brush brush on past that. So you did a couple weddings in your first year. Got your business cards, business or business email, website. Yeah. Got that all up and running, and so
1: yeah, for the most part, mm-hmm. with my like three <laughs> yeah. videos to show that I slightly knew what mm-hmm. I was doing. So in
0: your first few years, I mean, how many weddings did you shoot? Did you really even make any money? Um,
1: what did so it look like? I don't. I didn't really profit anything. Yeah. I would just. All the money I would make, I would use to, like, buy my own equipment.
0: Yeah, better camera, better lens. Well, because
1: I was basically borrowing their Mm -hmm. equipment, and that's how I could do the weddings for so cheap and Mm -hmm. produce, I guess, higher quality. I mean, not that it was, like, super high quality, but...
0: For what their budget... Right, for
1: anyone else who's, like, starting off and Mm -hmm. is charging $300, like, they're not going to have that good of equipment. Mm -hmm. And so, it helped a ton that, one, they weren't charging me to use their stuff, Um. Like, as long as they didn't have weddings. Um, And sometimes I would use my sister's stuff, too, because we used similar things. Um, So, I basically would just use all of my money to uh, buy equipment. Okay, just put it right back into the business. Yeah, which takes a lot, because it's Mm -hmm. really expensive. If you don't know anything about cameras... No, getting the cameras... Batteries (laughs) are, like, $85 for one.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, and you gotta have... You, a lot of times you have to have whatever editing software yeah. and, a com- and a computer to do it and all yep. the SD cards and hard drives. I mean, it's not a small operation to be like, I'm no. going to go video.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of kept growing from there and I just kept booking more and more, mainly from like word of mouth. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of things too, like a lot of videographers uh, are male. And so I'm a female, <laughs> so I guess that made me stand yeah. out, too, because, I guess, I don't know, some people are more comfortable with that.
0: Yeah. Um, I can see the brides being more comfortable, maybe. Also, like,
1: a lot of, there's a lot of, like, creepy old men.
0: I believe that 100%. Like, I'm retired. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to And it's like, dude, are, are you saving this for, like, do you have some personal stuff? I don't know if I trust <laughs> you with having the footage of, like, me and my wife celebrating our wedding and... Yeah,
1: Yeah. there's creepy old men photographers, I too. Believe it. I worked oh. with one once. Oh. He, like, took a picture of me and then showed it to me, and I was like, what are you doing? Please stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the next thing you know, you're like, is that a lens in my bush outside my window?
1: <laughs> I think we haven't had anything yeah. that bad, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, so from there, just kept growing and growing, mainly by word of mouth. I was really bad at marketing.
0: Hey, I could say the same thing about this.
1: So, but, I mean, I, I'm a fairly easy person to work with, mm-hmm. uh, photographer-wise, so a lot of photographers liked me. Um, cause some people, a lot of videographers apparently can be like super annoying and yeah. just get in the way. And I was never like that. So they liked me. So they would refer me to their clients mm. and that ma- that's the main way my business would grow was through client referrals and photographer
0: referrals. Cool. So what did you, I'm assuming because you do other stuff <laughs> currently in your, in your now like what, eight, nine years yeah. into doing this business. So what else, you said you didn't really make much money starting off, so what else did you do then? Were you you doing other hustles? Are you still working for the maple syrup dude? You're still doing other things? Always the maple syrup dude. (laughs) What did you say his name was, Steve? Steve, Steve, yes. Steve, Steve.
1: Steve. So, I mean, I would do a lot. I was in college, so after, so through high school, probably by the time high school was done, Mm -hmm. I was... Had most of the gear. Yeah, I needed. Maybe
0: started to kind of actually make a little bit of money, or
1: yeah, in high school, like I had enough. I mm-hmm. didn't have a different job, um, so I like made enough for a uh-huh. high schooler to right. do what I wanted you don't to need do. That much money, <laughs> you're
2: paying bills, food, right? And all that stuff.
1: So, and then I went to college. So in college, I continued doing my videography videography business um my parents didn't pay for my school I paid for my own Mm -hmm. school so basically all of that money went to pay for school yeah so that was really great actually Mm because I wouldn't have been able to like afford to (laughs) pay for my school if I didn't have that business which was super awesome so that's what I mainly did then, and that's where like all my money went for those four years. Did you
0: study videography in school?
1: No, so I studied neuroscience. Okay. Yeah. So not really the same.
0: <laughs> but it was Well, nice. but but <laughs> at the same time too, I mean, uh, for me at least, I'm I'm a big fan of I don't have to go to school to yeah. to like be proficient at something. I can. Learn right. the hard, Knox way, and, and you know if I'd been you'd been doing it for four years at that point, you learned a lot. Not to say that you couldn't have benefited from school, but right? Why neuroscience? Why not videography?
1: Um, I always wanted to go to college, and I thought I think we all did. <laughs> I thought I wanted to be a psych major. Uh huh. And I loved psychology. Um, and I don't know, I. That's a whole nother
2: story. <laughs> okay, okay. We well, Like, that's, like,
1: another an <laughs> right, hour right, right. of <laughs> rambling. But long story short, uh, I had other plans mm-hmm. for my life, and I was just kind of wanted to do video on the side. It can be okay. very, like, consuming.
0: Yeah. So, you and, you, like, you saw, you didn't even see this as, like, your career, at <laughs> by any no. means. You were like, this is just something I kind of do on the side for fun. I enjoy it. and make a little bit of money, but
1: Yeah, it gets me through school. Uh-huh. Like it's a good job. I right. like I liked it and it was pretty flexible so it could work with school. I also worked at I started working at Orange Theory in college. Okay too so that's how you got And, and I was there. working the maple syrup job oh, occasionally too. So yeah. I was like three jobs.
0: <laughs> Where'd you go to school?
1: Uh, University of Saint Thomas. Where's that? That's in Saint Paul. Okay. So it's it's a smaller private school. Mm-hmm. So it was great though. I loved awesome. it. I transferred though, so oh. only three years there. But I started going to a different school in my first semester. Mm-hmm. Hated that. Okay. Left after my first semester. Like I said, this is like a whole another wow, story. This is, yeah, this
0: is quite the adventure. <laughs> we'll do part two. <laughs> Caroline's college experience.
1: Went to community college for a semester. Mm. Also hated that. Yeah. And then. Uh, Was trying to figure out my life, and I liked psychology, but I thought it was, like, too subjective. I was like, okay, they're like, this can be this way if it's this way but if it's not this way then it's not like this and i was like Mm -hmm. what
0: (laughs) you were like you actually learned and i think a lot of people realize that they think you know just because you enjoy something doesn't mean you maybe want to make it go the career route for that thing yeah i wanted some like
1: cold hard facts Uh uh-huh so that's why i chose neuroscience because it's kind of a mix of psychology biology and chemistry okay cool so then you can get you know that Mm -hmm. hardcore science you know those neurotransmitters so
0: (laughs) um to put it bluntly what happened then
1: what happened? <laughs> are you in neuroscience currently? <laughs> no. So in college. That being said,
0: I want to, don't feel bad because I'm a kinesiology major who has done No, jack, I don't jack feel bad diddly with because my degree.
1: this is what happened. And, this I, and
0: honestly, more people than not are not using their degrees or working in their field of study in college. It's kind of, but that's a whole, that's a whole different podcast story thing. But anyways.
1: Yeah. So I thought I wanted to do research.
0: -hmm. And like
1: eventually get my PhD, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, be like super smart and and a scientist. Yeah, (laughs) we love it. (laughs) So that was always the plan, and then COVID happened.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot. So Mm -hmm.
1: kind of a life changing, you know, thing for a lot of people. I was I was good and
0: out of school when COVID. I was in the I was in the workforce. So that was my
1: last semester. of college. So that was super fun. Not. Uh, But basically, I don't know, a lot of my priorities changed. I realized I didn't want to work in a lab for, like, no money. Um,
0: Probably didn't have very many windows or good views.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. I like to be around people. I don't want to just sit in a lab pipetting things. With germs.
0: Yeah, bacteria. You know, I liked
1: research. I really do, but Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like...
0: That's what. That's not what you. It just for didn't day feel in, right, mm-hmm.
1: and I felt like I was trying to force something that I didn't actually want. Right? Maybe I wanted it more for like status.
0: Mm-hmm. Be like, but oh, look at me, PhD researcher. Yeah. I work at this cool big. You can big call lab. me Doctor
1: Hunt. Ooh, <laughs> hey, look, not yet, doctor,
0: but- <laughs> yeah. doctor. is pretty alluring. Right? My dad, my dad is Doctor Olson. And I know I it sounds cool. It. When I was younger, I didn't really care about it, but now that I'm older, I'm like, man, maybe I should have been a vet. Be Doctor Olson. It's pretty. Nice.
1: Yeah. So basically, uh that's when I entered my quarter life crisis. Okay. So Yeah, so that was pretty fun, a fun time in life when I I was always someone who knew what I wanted to do. Okay. And for a while that was like being a psychologist and then it was being what a researcher mm-hmm. whatever that was. And then once covid happened and i entered my quarter life crisis i had no idea and mm-hmm. i was like what
0: <laughs> for the first time in ever you were like wait a minute do i want to do this or what like, do i don't I wanna...
1: have a plan mm-hmm. i don't know if this is something i actually want to do or if this is something i'm just doing to do or mm-hmm. what why when where how.
0: <laughs> and I think that I think I think honestly though, the, the positive out of COVID was it was a wake up call for a lot of yeah. people. Because you could have very easily, had that not happened, you might have ended up going, going, pursuing the PhD route, I mean bookus of money spent, working for years in a research lab, and then only, you know, maybe after a few years of that to discover that I don't want to do this, and then you'd have to make the shift. So right. it, it kind of kept you from having to do that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was 2020, obviously, and then, so that summer, um, I was working at Orange Theory, still some, and I, later in the summer, a wedding started to happen again, Mm -hmm. so I was still like, I don't know what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. SOS, no idea, I need to move.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow, big time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I knew I wanted to move, Mm -hmm. um, and I had, because I thought...
0: I what wanted- prompted that? I mean, it kind of seems like, oh, stuff is happening. I need to move.
1: <laughs> it's, you
0: know. Just wanted a fresh toxic start. New trait. Scene.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'd actually wanted to go out of state for college. Mm-hmm. That never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to go. I love Minnesota. I really do. But I wanted to just move and, you know, see the world.
2: Yeah. Experience I get
1: something it. new. Um, Same boat here. And so I thought I wanted to move for grad school. Oh. Um, okay. And so, like, all of college, I was mostly planning on going to grad school. Mm hmm. And then, like, my senior year, um, I was kind of like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Doubt started to happen. And then
1: COVID was like, I'm not ready to go to grad school. Mm-hmm. I was really burnt out from college. Okay. Because I was, like, working three do- jobs to pay for it. Mm. And... You know, a science major isn't hard. <laughs> I mean, isn't easy. No, yeah. It's very hard.
0: Very you have labs with every class 4-hour
1: and... labs mm-hmm. with extra homework <laughs> and it's just kind of a lot. And so and, and private I was,
0: school is expensive.
1: Yep. <laughs> and so I would be working. Mm-hmm. I'd be I'd like get up at like 6 6:30 and be doing things, working or school or something to like 10 11, sometimes later at night, like oh, wow. every day. So, it was just kind of burnt out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're pulling 12, 13, 14-hour days.
1: And so, I was like, I don't know what I want. Mm. I'm not willing to, like, spread myself that thin quite yet again, unless I know for sure that that's something I really want. Because, like, grad school, more time, more money.
0: mm -hmm. A lot more money. More work. (laughs) Yeah. And you can do anything for, you know... Um, we used to like randomly do like push-ups and planks in my old office and they always say you can do anything for a minute right it's like yeah you can do anything for a finite period of time if you know that like okay I have to suffer for whatever you know six months or you know a year whatever but I know at the end of this year I will then be in a position where I can go on
1: yeah and so I guess I just wasn't ready to Mm -hmm. (laughs) to suffer quite yet so but so I always wanted to move for grad school go somewhere out of state um and so, I don't know, I was at a place where I didn't really know anything mm-hmm. that I wanted. <laughs> Very I was lost. Like, yes. I yeah it was a very hard time Mm -hmm. was not not thriving mentally i was like i don't know what i want to do i don't know who i am anymore now that all these things i've wrapped up my identity in like especially like school and like being smart and overachieving whatever i'm literally not doing anymore i'm like i'm doing nothing (laughs) i'm working at orange theory
0: at the front desk
1: and i've been doing this for three and a half years
0: i can (laughs) attest go to her class it is great she's a great a teacher Jeez. I wasn't
1: a teacher then I was working the front desk then. oh, oh and sorry I had this du- is
0: back in the day
1: yeah I had been doing that for a while so mm-hmm. I felt like I had learned everything mm-hmm. I needed to learn like because I'd been doing the same thing for a really long time yeah and I so that summer I just quit I was like I can't do this anymore I just it just wasn't the same i wasn't happy and did you
0: graduate yeah okay so, you so i graduated
1: mm-hmm. in may and then this is like the summer okay so i worked there for a while and then i quit in august orange, orange theory, theory. Mm-hmm. so then i was just doing weddings and mm-hmm. i had a decent amount because some were like pushbacked mm-hmm. and so it was oh, yeah
0: there's a whole backlog then everyone's got canceled delayed my, yeah. my brother-in-law his his like they did a little like small one at his um wife's parents house in texas and i got to go to it um Because it it was a schedule for April, but then they had to push back the actual wedding to, like, November. It was a whole thing, so. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I had weddings pretty much every weekend from July Mm -hmm. to the end of October. Wow. And so, that was fine. So, I knew I, like, would have money and stuff like that. So, I wasn't worried about quitting. And then I moved home uh, to my parents' house after my lease ended. So, that was in September. Mm -hmm. Um, And, because I didn't know what I wanted to do (laughs) at all. I was like, okay, I don't know. And I wanted to move. I knew that. Even though I, like, hadn't fully, like, I guess, decided on that at that time, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to sign another year lease in Mm -hmm. Minnesota. So, then that fall, I was shooting, like, a lot and editing and trying to figure out <laughs> what my life was.
0: <laughs> now, were you still considering long-term videography as a side hustle?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you,
0: so you were still, like, not, you weren't, you, you didn't have the thought after quitting everything and, being, and, and wanting to move that, like, maybe I just do the videography thing. You are like, what do I need to do? This was still very much side hustle.
1: Yeah, I mean, side hustle and that I made enough money to, mm-hmm. like, live off of it, but I... You wanted- it was nothing... I always wanted something else, too, mm-hmm. and I think that's always what it will be. Okay. Like, I... Even now, mm-hmm. I... I guess I'm jumping ahead a little that bit. Was I do Orange Theory and that, and it's, mm-hmm. like, a great balance because I get to, like, go be with people, like, mm-hmm. be on the mic, listen to some good tunes, and mm-hmm. hype people up, and then I also get to do that because, for me, being on, like, editing... I don't know. Thirty-five hours per week alone in my house is not something I want
2: to (laughs) to. do. Okay, like
1: you go, you go insane, and so I never want to take too many weddings where I just, you know, can't function because I'm just editing Mm -hmm. all day every day. Right, and so it's kind of finding that balance of like having that as a part of, I guess, my career, but not it being everything. Mm Um, so, like, at that point, that's not something I want to, like, thought about doing. It's always something I would yeah. do on the side. But, okay. um, not like, oh, I want to do this.
0: You're right. Only. And, and, and that makes sense, too. I'm not saying that was, I'm not trying to, once again. Yeah. I'm just simply asking the question. But that, yeah. that makes total sense as someone who also, me and my wife both, thrive off of, like, people. Yeah. And so, um... And wedding I, I days it. are
1: fun, but they're yeah. just the tip of the iceberg yeah, of the work. Yeah,
0: no, that's the you go you go shoot for six hours, and then you edit. You know that one shoot for it most of most of the time spent on that product is editing. And anyone who's ever worked with any video, even me making stupid two minute yeah. YouTube videos, it's like it's insane. You think it's just you point, you shoot, and then you go back and you just have to do a couple cuts, and it takes right. five minutes. No, 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 no you, it's six hours, and you're and you're going over the same stupid. Yeah. Three frames to get it all lined up just right, so. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: yeah, so I was never really considering doing that, mm-hmm. like, 100%. So, mm-hmm. I was just, I don't know, applying for jobs in Minnesota and, like, maybe some out-of-state. Um, and then I had this one job interview, which is, like, kind of random, because it was for this, it was, like, a law assistant. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, that sounds, like, kind of interesting. And you had to have a science degree to do it because it was patent law. Oh, and so you got to read so, yeah. like, they wanted it. And they were, like, yeah, that's why we, uh, like, called you or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you have to have it. And so I went and interviewed for that. And it, like, went really well. And then, like, right away they offered me the job. They were, like, we want you. Mm and I was like cool and then I just like felt this sinking feeling (laughs) inside and I was like yeah I should do this it's like a job and I Uh was like I don't want to do this (laughs) like truly if I'm truly honest with myself I want to move I don't want to be here I don't want to like yeah yeah. I don't want to take this job I mean it could have been a cool job yeah I probably could have learned a lot but I was like this just doesn't feel right like I don't it just like doesn't sit right well, with To be me. frank,
0: knowing the whole you want you like the balance of having people interaction and not. I'm I feel like Pat in the law as a <laughs> as a legal assistant for a law firm is a lot of you in the papers in the office just getting really getting to I probably would have cried
1: every day. I yeah. probably wouldn't and then, have been and good. then you go
0: home and you sit in front of your computer to get the <laughs> wedding footage done. So it's a lot of alone time. Yeah. Um,
1: so I turned that down because that's the moment I was like, okay, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to move because that's really what I want to do. Okay. And so then I started applying for jobs, uh, in like, in like the Denver area and in like Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Idaho is cool.
0: It is awesome. My <laughs> it's brother, the mountains. <laughs> my, my brother lives there. Idaho is amazing.
1: Cordellane. Ugh. Never magic. been to Cordellane.
0: He lives in Idaho Falls. beautiful but yeah it's all of idaho is great
1: so it was here in idaho that i was applying for jobs Mm -hmm. and this was like when there were like no jobs
0: (laughs) no one was hiring what what time (laughs) was this fall of 2020
1: yes it's it's like fall winter of 2020 and then early 20 yeah everyone's remote
0: nobody's everything's still shut down especially in like denver i think minnesota was down yeah oklahoma was not (laughs) shut down anymore we never. i don't okay we, our mask mandates ended in large part in like July of 2020. Oh, wow. And we never had a statewide mandate.
1: Oh, wow. We yeah. were very
0: much like, it was very much like, look, your town can decide that, but we're not like, so yeah, Oklahoma, like Texas in a lot of ways, was kind of it's kind of been open for more or less the majority of the time. But anyways, yeah. yeah. well, it
1: was very shut down and right. no one was getting back to me. Yeah. <laughs> no You're one right. was replying to me. Nothing mm-hmm. like that. So I was just, you know, sad in my seasonal depression and mm-hmm. dark Minnesota and yeah, in the, middle <laughs> the of winter, dead
0: of winter.
2: <laughs> zero degrees every day in the negative.
1: Trying to figure out what I wanted. I was like, well, I figured out this, but I don't really know yeah. what job I want. You
0: were in a figurative and a literal, like, dark winter.
1: <laughs> yes. And so then that January, end of January-ish... Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, and this is wedding season's done at this point. No one gets married in the winter. In Minnesota, especially. It's (laughs) too cold. It's too cold to exist.
0: (laughs) I I got married in November in Oklahoma and it was 40 degrees and we were like, it was rough. Yeah, no, it's miserable and
1: also everything shut down too. Mm -hmm. So weddings aren't happening anymore. Right. Anyways, so I'm literally doing nothing (laughs) most of the time. (laughs) I'm like making smoothies Mm. and hanging out with my parents (laughs) because I'm living with them still and mainly just going crazy. And so then I was like, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. And I always have like health, fitness, obviously because of, like orange theory and stuff like that. So then I decided that I was going to go to like health coaching school. Okay. So it was like this like six month or year program.
0: Health coaching school. Never yeah, it's like online. That. Huh.
1: So cool. um, Basically, it just teaches you how to be a health coach. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So I decided Not to do that. a personal
0: trainer. Or... No. So
1: I'm already a certified personal yeah. trainer. Okay. Um, Who are you certified through? uh Nazem. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah but so, I just decided to do that and I was like, okay, maybe I'll start like a health coaching business because <laughs> why not start another business? So, differentiate
0: for I, I kind of understand the differentiation being in that world. And, yeah. yeah. Like, I went to school for that, but differentiate and then, like, personal trainer from health coach. What's the. So,
1: health coach, you're focusing more on like a holistic aspect of health. So, nutrition, lifestyle, mm-hmm. like, fitness, so it's, all of yeah, that. Yeah.
0: It, it looks at your entire life, not just when you're at the gym. Right. Where personal yeah. training is just like, hey, I'm here to train you when you're at the gym. Yeah. You do whatever else. 40 of that. burpees. Mm-hmm.
1: Eight times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crack the whip. Jeez. Just
1: kidding. She's not like that
0: in class, I promise. It was just three burpees in total.
1: But that I added in. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to do that one. Whoops.
0: Nah, they were fine.
1: A single burpee. Mm. Come on. My managers weren't there, so <laughs> no one can well, yep. stop me. But now this is
0: recorded and going to be on the internet forever, <laughs> That's so. okay. They don't care. It might come out in a few weeks. So.
1: Anyway, uh, so mm-hmm. then I decide that's what I want to do. And I'm still like, I want to move. So mm-hmm. I started this health coaching program. which just online. So it was, at least I was doing something <laughs> to stimulate my brain. Yeah. <laughs> learning. And then I had reached out. So I had been out of Orange Theory for about six-ish, I don't know, somewhere around six-ish months, five, six months, something like that. And so I had remembered, I had had a conversation with, like, my boss, uh, our owner of the Orange Theory, a couple of years ago, and I remember her telling me about her quarter-life crisis mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, a similar state, to that. And so, I had reached out to her and was just like, hey, like, could you meet up and could we just, like, talk about this and I'd love any advice because I don't know what I'm doing. SOS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <S-S-S-S. laughs> um, And at this time, too, I'm still, like, looking at places to, like, live here. Still looking for jobs here. I'd mainly started looking in Denver because there was more Opportunities, yeah. There, um, and I joined some like Facebook group, uh, Facebook groups for like housing and stuff like that. And sometimes I'd like message people who had openings or whatever. There was one time I saw this one, and I was like, "Oh, I'll reach out," and then I just didn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, so then I have this meeting with uh, my old owner of my old OTF, and I was telling her about like what I wanted or what I thought I wanted or anything like that, and she said to me. I think this is, like, a God moment, too. She said, if you, like, can make it work, if you can move, you should just go for it. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, I thought of this, like, exact Facebook listing that I had almost reached out to Mm -hmm. and then didn't. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll just reach out. What can, what can hurt? Nothing. Yeah. So I reached out to this, like, this girl who was subleasing her uh, room in this house. And basically, like it just kind of all fell into place in that moment for moving to denver and so basically with like three weeks notice no job no plan i was just like hey i'm just taking over this girl's lease in denver goodbye We're everyone <laughs>
2: see ya
0: goodbye, goodbye.
1: Minnesota. <laughs> i had nothing holding me back yeah. <laughs> i was just like gotta go <laughs> So I pack up my little Subi uh-huh. <laughs> and head to, uh, Denver like three weeks later. Wow. So yeah, I was very kind of like impulsive, but I was like, you know what? It felt right. It like all kind of worked out and then I just moved here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, okay. Are you still living in that same place? No.
0: No. <laughs> that <laughs> was would be a funny. Right. That'd be funny though. It comes <laughs> up and you're like, actually, I like this spot. <laughs>
1: No, I was just taking no. over someone's mm-hmm. sublease and they were done with the lease after okay. that. But, um, so yeah, I moved here and then I was like, okay, now I really need to find a job mm-hmm. because yeah. well, I got to pay yourself. rent. Yeah, yeah,
0: you force yourself into a position. <laughs> I
2: only have
1: so much money saved up yeah. and it's expensive to live here. <laughs>
0: Denver is not cheap. I don't know what Minnesota's market is like, but Oklahoma is dirt cheap and Denver is not.
1: It's slightly less expensive than okay. here.
0: Oklahoma is like... 48th in terms of cost of living oh, which is dang. a good thing to be yeah you want to be a, right you know a lot of times you don't want to be 48th in the nation and stuff <laughs> you know we're like 47th in education <laughs> that's not great we're for we're like we're like 47th 48th in cost of living and yeah. that's great because that means you like it's it's dirt cheap
1: yeah so. it ain't dirt cheap here
0: <laughs> anyway
1: so i started applying for jobs like more and more and like get mm-hmm. more invested in that but still like not really many people are hiring yeah
0: this is like February of 2021. Yeah, so yep. I mean, vaccine rollouts are just happening, and it's places still are very still like shut down. Yeah, we're still. It's yeah, it's still very stuff. Is society's not moving in most places as it should be? Yeah, in Oklahoma, it was <laughs> full force. <fourth. laughs>
2: but
1: anyway so yeah anyways i end up just like applying to a bunch of places just kind of i guess out of desperation Yeah,
2: gotta pay <laughs>
1: and it. i had applied to an orange theory and they had like hired me within like a week or something mm-hmm. of me moving here and i was like i don't want to do this <laughs> but i was like it's money and i was like i can do that just like work this job it's mm-hmm. easy i already know how to do everything until like i find another job okay so I start working as the assistant manager whoa and there was no manager
0: oh so so you were the man <laughs> the assistant manager was the manager
1: <laughs> but gets paid as <laughs> nothing interesting
0: interesting.
1: Um. Oh long story short, it was a bad situation. Okay. <laughs> I hated it. Hmm. And I would like call my parents and be like, I can't do this. This is mm-hmm. awful. But like, no one's getting back to me for other jobs. So I like kind of need to stay for now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm going backwards in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I left this already. Like I don't, I don't want to do this and was just very unhappy mm-hmm. with that for like the next couple of months. Okay. And then I was finally like, I want to coach. (laughs) Yeah. And they actually were nice enough to be like, okay, well, like you can, I already had my personal uh, trainer cert, so Mm -hmm. I just had to like go through their training. Yeah, the
0: health coaching.
1: (laughs) I wasn't done with that (laughs) yet. I was still (laughs) doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But so they, they have their own kind of like training. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because it's. It's not just, like, general, like, it's a specific class, and they have their own system, so.
1: Yeah, so then I went through their training in June, but March, when I started, to June was very long, (laughs) Some very long, miserable Mm months there. (laughs) So, that was rough, and I'm still like, I don't know what I want to (laughs) do, and I don't want to be here, for sure. Yeah. I know, at least that, and so, but I always wanted to coach, because... I mean, my story with OTF is a little different, too. Could be another (laughs) episode. Just rambling here. Um, But I always had wanted to coach. And I was like, okay, this is something, like, I think I'd actually want to do. It's something I could grow in, a skill I could develop. Mm -hmm. At least I'm, like, learning something and doing something. Not just scanning papers and dealing with people yelling at me on the phone. So I do coaches training, and then I start coaching. Um last summer, mm-hmm. so summer of twenty twenty one then I start coaching and then slowly, but surely I get more blocks <laughs> and quit working with front desk <laughs> and so then that 's when things started to get better, <laughs> and also that 's when wedding season started again, mm-hmm. so then I was traveling a lot back to Minnesota because I mean I moved in February I already had a lot of weddings booked <laughs> in Minnesota for the summer and fall um Just because that's where all my connections are and stuff like that. So, I started traveling a lot, so I had to cut back at Orange Theory anyway um, to go shoot. And then, so I was shooting, like, all summer uh, and fall. And then I, like, starting in the fall, I was just coaching, no longer working the front desk. Okay. And um, shooting. So I was just coaching and shooting and that I felt like was like a great balance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I get this time. Like I'm only there like what, three, four hours a day at Orange Theory. I get to be with people. I get to move around. Um, and then I guess I can go home and edit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I'm not feeling like I'm going completely crazy. Well, you know. And then now you've been
0: doing, it's been that for what? Seven, eight months? Yeah.
1: So since like, when it just coaching it's been since September okay um but i mean i was working orange theory and shooting too Mm -hmm. all like last summer as well so that's been really good and it's a nice balance and I like having a more free schedule Mm -hmm. I love to travel and so it like supports my travel lifestyle where I don't Mm -hmm. have to always be like constantly asking to have work off like Mm -hmm. a typical nine to five because I have a lot more flexibility
0: so you can it's a lot easier for you to get time off to travel either back to Minnesota during wedding season or just if you wanted to take right. trips. Right,
1: if I want to go on trips, I love to take trips. Uh-huh. It's it can get out of hand sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> My goal this year was to take a fun trip every month, oh, <laughs> but wow. I think I've decided that's no longer a goal because that's not really realistic. <laughs> if I want to be like pouring more time into my business,
0: right? It's, but I've it's, already
1: been to like Hawaii and Florida oh, and a few places.
0: So dang. <laughs> All right, a lot more exciting than my goal. My goal is to read a book a month.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's and they're not well,
0: oh, yeah, and they're and it's not like fantasy novels either. It's like I don't not. I don't know, just life books. Oh, those are my favorite. Some Mm -hmm. self
1: help books.
0: (laughs) Sign me up. Not not necessarily. I I, I don't think I'm going to read any self help books. Self help is a weird topic. Yeah. But books that promote my growth definitely. Like they're. I don't know. It's not like self help. Like here's how to find the best self. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. That's beside the point, (laughs) though yeah so you've been okay, so you found that balance though, and you feel like you found maybe your groove, I mean obviously you're 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 somebody who's always adapting and changing their situation and yeah. open to everything, but it sounds like you found a pretty good, pretty good rhythm, pretty good balance,
1: yeah, so yeah, here's the thing. it's always changing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially too, like in orange theory. Like, there are times when it's really good and times when it's not so good. Yeah. There's,
2: there's bad <laughs> days in every profession. Okay, and so there's some
1: times where I'm like, I need to quit uh-huh. <laughs> and I need to figure something else out. <laughs> and there's other times where, like, this is, like, the perfect balance. Mm-hmm. I want this. Um.
0: And I think that I think that's life, though, a lot yeah. of times. Like, you're going to have days and weeks where you're like, this sucks. I need to do something. Right. But then you're going to have... Days and weeks where you're like, no, this is right. And so it's really a matter of just being able to assess that. Like, are you having more miserable time? Like, it sounds like you maybe had in college and moving towards that um, researcher, PhD, neuroscience stuff. Um, Whereas here, it sounds like, yeah, you have some bad days and things are hard, but... Things are also very, very good at the same time.
1: Yeah. And so I feel like I've gotten into a groove, but also once you're there for a while, sometimes you need to change it up. (laughs)
2: Yep. You need some parody.
1: (laughs) You need to grow, you Mm -hmm. need to move, and generally you're not going to be comfortable When you grow, and usually there's some sort of, like, catalyst for that, too. it's Like, oh, like, things aren't going that well in this area of work. Mm -hmm. Like, you just need to adapt to that and change and decide, okay, do I want to, like, push through this? Do I want to grow in this? Yeah. Or do I want to go and try something
0: else? Yeah, do I, this isn't working, I need to try a different strategy.
1: And so I think for myself, so I've been coaching... For what, like nine months? I don't know, something One like that. Baby. Maybe not. Yeah,
0: babies worth of coaching. It's a I, that, that anytime it's around like people are like nine, ten months, or like eighteen months, and start throwing months. I'm like, okay, so it's like two babies. I like to I like to approximate time sometimes in terms of pregnancies. So yeah. Anyways.
1: Well, basically, I just don't feel like how I feel in this moment, like, Mm -hmm. now, is with coaching, is it something I want to do for absolutely ever? Mm -hmm. No. Because I want to make more money than that, because I, like, I guess I've, like, reshifted, like, priorities Mm -hmm. in my life, like, as my goals rather than career goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, oh, I want to, like, live this kind of lifestyle. I want to be able to travel Mm -hmm. like this. I want to be able to do all these, like, different things, um, and so, I mean, I don't have <laughs> enough money to go on all of right. the extravagant trips and stuff like that, or have, like, the exact lifestyle I'm looking for, I mm-hmm. guess, in the future. It's not um, the end
0: all, but... No, but may- it's a skill
1: I want to grow now, and that's why I want to, like, stay.
0: And you may be found... Would you say coaching, though, is, like, is a skill that you would want to permanently, like, utilize? Meaning, like, you could... You could see yourself being a coach for 30 years, but not being this, a coach in this way for 30 years. You know? Yeah.
1: And I think too, probably, I mean, probably the next business I'm going to start is my health coaching oh. business. So. Well,
0: you finished that. I did. Yeah. So you're officially a, what was it? A health coach? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm
1: a certified health coach. Wow. Thank you.
0: Okay. <laughs> cool. So next business incoming. So we've got the, you got the videography. The wedding videos, you've got the birthday videos. And now we've got oh my god. Coaching, okay? This is, this, here we go, people. This is good. Look, I want this birthday video thing to happen. So, all you listeners, send in, the send in your birthdays. Yeah. Send in all your birthdays, <laughs> and you can be a part of the test group, and she can test out. The
1: first three people to email me oh. will get our birthday video. Oh, snap. There you so. have it.
0: Birthday video by Caroline herself for you. For <laughs> free. That's, that's a big stuff. All right. See,
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's mm-hmm. a high quality. So, next
0: business, though, you think you might want to eventually branch off and yeah. start your own Yeah, and that's been something
1: I've been doing. wanting to do for a while, but I guess I'm trying to find balance mm-hmm. in my life, which I've never been good at. Yeah. Ever. Well, I've been I'd, always like, working too hard. I would where I'm, argue like, dead. most
0: people don't have good balance. <laughs> yeah. In one way or the other.
1: And so, right now, I'm just trying to figure out like, what I want to prioritize. Mm-hmm. In my life. Like, right now I'm trying to grow my video business. Yeah. Um, so I just, like, invested in, like, rebranding. Check out my website. It looks really good. <laughs> I just got it redone. <laughs> Lunar & Co. Hire them. Amazing. Um, and so that's, like, something I've been trying to invest a little more time and energy into because mm-hmm. that's what I guess I want to focus on for now. Dang,
0: that's a fresh site right there. <laughs> Meet the video. Wait, that's not you.
1: That is me. That does not look like you. I did my hair and makeup.
0: Yeah, that doesn't look like you. Everyone are we getting, catfished here? You show up... You, you... don't have to tell me that I look like a hobo, okay? No. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. You look great. Either way, the picture currently... But that just doesn't... I don't know. That just doesn't look... Like, it's a professional headshot. It's not a bad thing. I just, I literally... He's I don't... digging
1: himself a hole.
0: Yeah, well, we're deep in it, folks. Um, the website looks great. <laughs>
1: Anyways, yeah, so Mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to (laughs) focus on at the moment. And then, obviously, I want to, like, continue to grow and get better at things. And once Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm at a place where I'm happy with things, then I guess we'll, like, shift, like, the focus to Mm -hmm. focus more on other skills and other businesses and stuff like that. So, just kind of a process. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, as everything is, and, you know, it sounds... It all kind of sounds simple and commonsensical, but it's not in a lot of ways. Because a lot of people, I think, struggle with balancing that or with taking the steps. And um, so, so to sum it up, I'm
1: still in my quarter life crisis. (laughs) I still don't really know what I'm doing with my life, but But, you know, I'm discovering it. I'm making it work, Mm -hmm. and I'm figuring out what I want. And I I think, too, like, in the whole process, like, the last two years or so, I've learned to have a lot more grace for myself, mm-hmm. which I think is huge because I've always been super hard on myself. And so even just be like, okay, you don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to have everything together is, like, <laughs> big for me.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that's true for a lot of things, especially, and I'm sure you can, so you make a video, and you spend, like you said, you know, 30, 20, 30 hours on that video. So you've seen it inside and out, you know, every little potential flaw or problem, you know, you've crafted that video, but me, and then I just see the video and I say, wow, that's amazing. It, you know, it's seemingly perfect if you will, but then you could sit there and you, you you can pick it apart because you know everything. (laughs) Um, and, and, and that, that's true for anything that we produce or even for just looking at our own lives. We know all the ins and outs of our lives and all of our little shortcomings and we need to learn to not let that consume us and be right. overly hard on ourselves because it could lead us to a pit of despair. And so I think that's a very important point you bring up: is that like not be, especially when it comes to any kind of entrepreneurship, starting your own business. You think this or that, and I'm sure you've had all the you know negative thoughts. And
1: we think it's going to be smooth, and all the right. reality is it's very messy, mm-hmm. and you have to like constantly be figuring things out and adjusting. And making things work and deciding for yourself what you want to do, what you don't want to do, if it's worth it to you, if it's mm-hmm. not worth it to you, uh, to, I don't know.
0: And you have to, you have to make the action steps though and actually try stuff. Right. You, say, right. you have to, like, try you can...
1: and fail and mm-hmm. keep doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's trial and error. And, and, and that's if, you know, you really want to kind of pursue, Maybe, maybe building something for yourself or doing your own business like you've done because it right. is, you can just go find a job right. and that maybe is okay. And you can work in that and have that security, that money. But it's like, if you really want, it takes a risk. If you really want to try and build something or find that thing for you yeah. um, and you've got to be willing to step out and make those moves because I think you can sit back and think about, and I'm, I'm notorious for this. Like sit back and think about stuff, oh, yeah. analyze it till the cows come home, but really the best the best test is to just like all right i'm gonna try this yeah i'm gonna do this right
1: you really have to go for it and that's Mm -hmm. something i definitely struggle with Mm -hmm. i love to think about things Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm the same way love to just sit and think and come up with ideas but like not actually do them Mm -hmm. but you have to actually just like go and do it Yeah, and so i think one of the big things in like entrepreneurship too is just getting out of your head Mm -hmm. and like not taking it too seriously (laughs) Like you kind of have to be like if this work works great like if Mm -hmm. it doesn't like that's great and then kind of go from there and decide how much energy time money Mm -hmm. you want to invest in it if that's worth it to you if
0: it because in the instance that it doesn't work right because it's easy when it works when it works you're like wow i figured it out but how many how many times you actually going to get it on the first try almost never yeah and so when it doesn't work, I think that's the key moment. Is like you said, you can either say, okay, well maybe I need to figure out doing it a different way or doing something different depending on you know what uh, the, the the size and the scale. But I think what most will happen to most people and what it, what a lot of times is the natural inclination is to say this didn't work because um almost almost say you know because well because i don't have enough money or my equipment's not nice enough or yeah. or xy and you point to basically you start pointing to externalities yeah. as to why you're failing and you just say well if i was a trust fund baby and had a million (laughs) dollars to start my own business. I could start a successful business, um, to which I actually believe most people would not be able to do, but that's a different topic. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) because those are two very different responses, right? So you're you're, basically what you're saying is like, look, when something doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. And you're also not a failure until you give up. You're, it's okay. Try something different, right?
1: Right, and that's way easier said mm-hmm. than done. Oh yeah, way easier. Yeah, well, I was said gonna say, done. do you have
0: any? Do you have any stories or, or examples from maybe doing your videographer videography of like some some things that happened, like like that? in
2: what way? Well,
0: like maybe where you misstepped and you, or and something didn't work, and then you like how you got to learn what did work and and how to keep that business successful were there any times where i don't know there was there was things that you tried that didn't go well and you were like crap don't want to do that again and <laughs> I I, think were, there, were there was there any was there any time where you almost quit
1: quit video mm-hmm. no not necessarily quit but i can relate it to in like filming and mm-hmm. stuff like that like there's definitely times in weddings that i've made mistakes <laughs> and had to figure out how mm-hmm to uh, fix it, and there was one time I can't believe I'm exposing myself. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a really bad moment. I literally formatted an entire card oh. i hadn't uploaded
0: <laughs> oh no
1: and that was horrible <laughs> and i definitely like sat there and cried for like four hours being like what
0: am i gonna do because
1: yeah. you can't just like redo that <laughs> no
0: it's deleted forever
1: and thankfully this was like pretty early on uh-huh. in my business, so... Can't ask him to
0: do the wedding again.
1: <laughs> no. But, and, like, I had asked them what, like they had wanted so it was like a, a lot of like reception stuff mm-hmm. and they had not really cared about it so like oh. thank god <laughs> so it was just
0: it was the it was I like, like had a...
1: shit and i just basically edited the video so it like wasn't lacking but mm. there wasn't that stuff in it so okay. it didn't really need it It just kind of shifted the whole like focus of the mm-hmm. video onto like the vows and stuff like that right. so
0: which is the important and stuff, it turned I out argue. good <laughs> yeah i don't no, care but don't it's still care. when
1: you lose yeah. like a giant chunk mm-hmm. you're like oh no <laughs> right what am i gonna do and so like even in that situation you're like okay well now i'm going to put into place all of these like steps to make sure mm-hmm. one that i have everything uploaded yep. that i double triple <laughs> check all these times to make sure that this doesn't happen that i'm switching mm-hmm. my cards quicker so that could be just like a smaller example right. of like okay this moment of failure <laughs> taught me a lot of lessons mm-hmm. in like how to move forward to make Sure, that doesn't happen again, and I guess to be more, um, more intentional about mm-hmm. how I'm making things happen.
0: Awesome. So, I guess kind of we'll, we'll kind of start wrapping it up here. But I guess what would be that was way different than I expected. First of all, <laughs> I a, know I didn't even go that deep. No, would be a good way though. Like I don't know. I I guess I kind of had my pre. Preconceived notion when you said, like, you have your own business as videographer. I assume that was the business, but this is it is forever kind of one part one, part A, and there's a part B of other work, right? It is primarily
1: what, it is. what I do now, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it is the majority,
2: of but it's where not where I get my but, income, what yeah, I do.
0: But you're not necessarily looking to just be Caroline, you know, wedding videographer, and that's the end of it, right? No, no you want other things, so that's interesting. Yeah. So, I guess, what would be um. Wow. These questions are different than them. Okay. <laughs>
1: got to shift and adapt here. Let's know, go know, and see what I you know. got. <laughs> I
0: kind of touched on it, but I don't know. It didn't sound like there was really, I guess what are the biggest struggles with starting and owning your own business?
1: Um, I think the biggest struggles, uh, obviously in something like video is like having the equipment, mm-hmm. having the clients, um, and getting that all together. Um, I think the best advice I would have like for that mm-hmm. is reach out to people. I mean, if you hear if <laughs> you heard anything from my story, it was definitely not me trailblazing path on my own. <laughs>
2: no it was
1: <laughs> it was me getting help from other people <laughs> it was other people being invested in me it was a lot of the connections that i had that helped me there well i would love to say i built this from the right. ground up on my own no like my sister helped mm-hmm. me story Us films amazing they helped me so much taught me so much about video let me use their equipment which saved me like hundreds and thousands of dollars um Stuff like that, and just learning and talking to, like, other people in the industry, too, on how they run their business, what they do. Um, that has been, like, the most beneficial into, like, overcoming obstacles mm-hmm. about, like, not knowing how to do things. Right, Because I think
0: a lot of times it's the, well, I don't know how to do this, so I can't do it, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, you don't know how to do it. Sounds like your, your advice is, if you don't know how to do something, but you think you're interested in doing it, go find someone who does know how to do it and see if they're yeah. to, and pick their brain. And it sounds like people, I mean, people aren't always going to be generous. No. You're going to get some silence, I'm sure. I mean, you talked about applying for countless jobs and whatnot, and I'm sure there have been times where you've wanted to maybe talk to someone and you didn't get the opportunity. But it sounds like, really, there were, most people were willing to be pretty generous and open and help you out.
1: Right. And if you're doing something like that other people have Mm -hmm. done before, people are in the same situation as you. They Mm -hmm. all started from nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why they all had to learn and I think a lot of people too, obviously not everyone like wants to help because they mm-hmm. remember being in the place. Because of they
0: were there once and so it's like not what, knowing. Just, that's why, that's why that's why I notoriously will always help people move and will always give people rides. Usually now as adults it's to the airport, but like in high school, underclassmen because I always got those things and I was like Yeah. And you know, why do I do that? Is because I remember that I've I've always had people help me to move. You're always at least in certain parts of your life, there's always going to be people who are moving and need to help move. And so it's like, I'm always going to be willing to help people because I can count, there's countless times where people have helped me, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like, just don't be afraid to ask. And if they say no, like, it's no. not that big of a deal. You move on, you find, find someone else. else. Like, don't they're, be too attached. Yeah.
0: Don't, don't hang on to the butt heads in life.
1: No. <laughs> and I think that's something too. You can't be like too attached. <laughs> mm-hmm to okay. anything because if you're too attached to it you're less willing to change mm-hmm. and adapt so letting that go is huge which is really hard and I'm well how happy. many
0: yeah there's a lot of if you've ever listened to the um how I built this with Guy Raz I think it's maybe put on by NPR but he yeah. interviews all these all these now you know a lot of times billion dollar business Burt's Beads. yeah um one of the one of the candy popcorn companies, I don't remember which one, but like Airbnbs, one I remember Chipotle, like all yeah. these people that are just massive companies now, and talks about their start. Ben and Jerry's, and w- with a lot of them, this was not like the the business that it became was not what their vision was. Right. It was <laughs> like I I'm trying to actually do this other business, and I'm but I'm going to start this side business to help pay my bills and pay right. for me while I'm developing this other thing, and then that side business ends up. Being like, they're actually like, wait a minute, I think, A, I enjoy this, or B, like, this is really working out, and then that becomes the business. And so, and they, but they had to be willing to not hang on to the other dreams so right. tightly that they would maybe sacrifice the actual diamond right in front of them, right?
1: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a process.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Never linear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. If anything, it's akin to, you see the movie Flubber? No. Oh. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> Getting older, folks. Uh, you guys know, well, there's a scene, basically, it's this little gelatin guy, and um, it, he, like, it's, like, super bouncy, and it, like, pings all over his room in one scene and, like, goes a million miles an hour a million different ways yeah. and is nonlinear, and that's that's what I thought of. It's, like, it, that's what it sounds like. It's, like, you just kind of go over here and try that. Nope, okay, well, I'm going to go over there, and then I'm going to yeah. try this thing. Well, cool. Yeah, That's
1: mm-hmm. that's how it is. <laughs> so,
0: I guess, last we'll say with this, like, you said you're trying to currently grow your wedding videography business. Yeah. I guess what are your, so you may not know necessarily long-term goals. What's kind of your vision? What are you working towards now? Is there anything else beside that? I mean, we kind of already talked about that, but I guess what are your, what are your goals or aspirations currently?
1: So I think I'm still figuring that out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is, you know, all part of the process. Um, obviously i'm like i said trying to grow my video business so just putting more like time and energy into that Mm -hmm. into like getting a little deeper into like the branding and ideal client type of stuff and really trying to like i guess niche down on Mm -hmm. that um so i get really specific with that and so i can be i don't know just taking what i really want and then focusing energy other Mm -hmm. places um I guess long-term, who knows? (laughs) Like I said, I probably will start, I would like to, we'll see if it happens or not, uh, start like a health coaching business, um, and see if that works, if that happens. Um, and then kind of go from there. I I try to get rid of all the, I've been trying to, (laughs) I'm like, I try to do this. This is a new thing for me. (laughs) Because I'm really bad at this. (laughs) Trying to let go of... And be, like, married to certain expectations I have for myself and my career. And do mainly, like, what feels right. What I want to. What will, like, challenge me and I feel like is the best direction. Um... In my life, I just hope I never become, like, super stagnant and, yeah. like, settle mm-hmm. or become complacent mm-hmm. in, like, any type of work. And I think that's, like, the main goal with that as I, I don't know, figure out my life.
0: <laughs> right. Well, no, I think, and, and I think that's a good outlet to have, though, is because I think... A lot of times, I know that as an eighteen-year-old kid going into college, the expectation is you need to you need to know, like right. be ready to make this decision that's going to set in motion. Because that's what our our parents' generation was. In a lot of ways, was like you go to college, you get this degree, and then you do it. Like my dad went to college, became a vet, and has been a vet vet for forty years. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that was the way. And now we're finding out that maybe that's not the only way and it's, and it's okay. And you don't have to necessarily try and fit this mold. Right. And 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 it's so
1: easy to get like disappointed in Mm -hmm. yourself when you're not meeting your expectations. And so just understand that maybe that's not your path. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's different. Maybe you will end up there. Maybe I will go back to grad school. Maybe I will get my PhD. Like that could be cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe it will happen. Maybe not, but I don't want to try to force something one because I like the idea of the status behind it. Mm <laughs> or because I'm just like doing it to do it, but I want to make sure that it's what I want to do, that it feels right, and that, um, that it's actually what I want to be investing mm-hmm. my time and energy
0: into. <laughs> Well, awesome. Awesome. Listen, I think this was a great I think you did a great job. You said you you. didn't have a lot to say. We're almost at an hour and a half and it was mostly The girl can talk. Yeah, she can talk. So but I I think that's great and I think that's really encouraging and it's always good to get those insights because I think so many times our brains a lot of times build pictures of expectations or certain thoughts about around a certain topic, whether it be entrepreneurship or what have you, and then for whatever reason, it always seems to be the exact opposite or uh, wrong in a lot of ways. But, but I think for yeah. me, the biggest takeaway that I'm really hearing co- to kind of like try and sum it up. In, in, yeah. What in did you learn? <laughs> is what I learned today, um, I'm going to write, I'm going to write this little 500 word essay Just and kidding. turn it in. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's funny. Just cut you off. <laughs> I learned. No, what I would say is, is you're, you're always seeking to challenge yourself and push yourself is really what I'm hearing. Whether it's in... You know, your videography, whether it's like I want to just get out of my situation. I want to go explore and see more of the world and move to a different place, which is a huge challenge and growth. And understanding that I think because naturally we we want to do things. We want to find the path of least resistance and we want to do things the expedient way. But a lot of times that is going to have – be riddled with resentment and – um, regret, whereas the path of challenging yourself, you find growth, you find meaning, you find fulfillment in a lot of ways. And I think that's, um, I mean, that's what we see, but that's what I see from your story and that's kind of what I'm taking away. So, all right. Last question before we wrap up.
1: All in all, I'm a psychopath.
0: Ready? <laughs> all in all, um, she's the female version of Dexter. So watch your back. No. Um, why don't you have a Minnesota accent?
1: Okay. Okay. See...
0: That is, honestly, about halfway through, I went, wait a minute, she's from Minnesota. They're supposed to have a little bit of an I accent. do say bag. Oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> As it's the correct way to say B-A-G. What, ag? Uh, Yeah, but I don't think there really is that much of a Minnesota accent, especially in, like, urban Minnesota. Okay. Maybe in, like, rural Minnesota. Yeah. Maybe, but I mostly lived Hmm. in the city, so there's not a huge... City
0: slicker. You didn't get the cool Minnesota accent, don't you know? (laughs) Don't you know? (laughs) Do you say... Okay, do you say like... I'll say Ope. (laughs) Oh, hey, that's a Midwest thing. Which, okay, fun question for you, because Oklahoma ironically, is no man's land in a lot of ways. Is Oklahoma the South? Is it the Midwest? I would
1: think of it as the South.
0: Okay, because a lot of, because you talk to people in the South and they don't consider it the South, but then... Nobody people, wants it. Nobody <laughs> wants it. No, we're the redheaded stepchild <laughs> because people say, well, it's because I think it's the South, but then at the same time, uh, it's, it's definitely got
1: not the Midwest.
0: Okay, what's the Midwest?
1: The Midwest is not that.
0: <laughs> it's not that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. See,
1: my idea of the Midwest... Uh-huh. I guess. I'm trying to think of what state and up. I don't know. Minnesota
0: and surrounding. Surrounding. Where's Kansas fall?
1: Kansas. Oh, is that the Midwest? I don't know. Oklahoma,
0: Kansas, Nebraska. You got Iowa. Minnesota's right here. So
1: I would consider Nebraska probably the Midwest.
0: I think Nebraska is.
1: I
2: don't know. Kansas, Kansas, though. Kansas and
0: Oklahoma are kind of in this weird spot. Kansas is like north enough, and they have Kansas City, which is considered the Midwest. They have half of that city. But okay. that's, like, that's like the northeast corner of Kansas.
1: I don't know. I'm not an expert in okay. this, so I don't feel like I can get really you... Really the biggest question. Sorry. <laughs>
0: that's just a... That's more of a personal but thing. But
1: the Midwest is great. Mm-hmm. And just a plug for Minnesota. If you think <laughs> Minnesota is lame...
0: Don't go there in the winter, though, right? You're
1: wrong. Well, if you hate the cold, if you despise <laughs> the cold, don't go there. But it's not... I mean... I was going to say it's not that bad, <laughs> but if you, if you can handle it, it's not that bad. <laughs> okay. It's a little reassuring. bad. It's a little bad, but in the summer, it's wonderful. Lake mm-hmm. life is the best. If you like outdoor sports,
2: Minnesota's I mean, like one of the you're not going to get skiing so like here, mm-hmm. but you can
1: ski there. Yeah. Like a lot of like ice hockey, mm-hmm. ice skating. Like, sledding. I think Minneapolis is, like, one fishing. of the most active,
0: if not the most active city in yeah. America. So. It's also
1: super beautiful. Mm-hmm. As someone who loves distance running, there are oh. so many great trails. Like, endless amounts. When I lived that in St. Paul, I, I could literally I go in running. any direction. Uh-huh. Beautiful tra- trail. Here, it's not like that. I would, thought Denver would be better. I was like, yeah, it's, like, you know, a cool outdoorsy place. No, the trails are horrible. <laughs> Maybe in the mountains they're a lot better. Denver, but like, is... Denver is... like. You think
0: you're going to the mountains? You're next to the mountains.
1: It's not the. It's not. It's not. Denver it.
0: is, especially Aurora. I've learned is basically like Oklahoma City in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's flat plains and like yeah. you're you're near some mountains, so you catch snow and whatnot. It's
1: close to the mountains. Yeah,
0: Denver is definitely next to the mountains, not in the mountains. So I, I yeah. can agree with you on so outsider. You know, being here for the last. So three if you months, like
1: the outdoors, you can go yeah. to Minnesota. It's wonderful.
0: Denver's still great for outdoors. Like it's. Yeah. No Minnesota, No, it is. <laughs> but it's great.
1: Yeah, no, in a little different ways. Do your parents but...
0: have Minnesota accents?
1: No. <laughs> so nobody
0: in your family <laughs> well, has... Well, I
1: mean, unless you're saying the whole, like, bag thing, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you said some other word earlier, and I and I thought, I was like, oh, maybe it's coming out, but no. Um, bag, isn't tag. there a thing with, like, do, do you guys say Coke, soda, pop, soda pop? Pop. You said pop, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Pop. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well... Okay, what do you call the thing, you know, that you drink out of? A cup? No, in, no, no. In, like, public settings, you can fill up your water bottle there. What do you call that?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I guess a soda fountain, maybe? What? No, like,
1: oh, that's just water.
0: Oh, that's just water? A faucet, a spigot? <laughs> no.
1: Like you know,
0: I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> like
1: a water fountain.
0: Oh, oh, a is water that what fountain? you would
1: call that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, okay.
0: <laughs> fill up my water
1: p- Some people call it other weird things.
0: A bubbler. That's yeah, the that's way. weird. And that's stupid because if you think of a, if a water fountain is bubbling, there's something wrong. Don't <laughs> drink that. It's supposed to be extreme <laughs> of clear water.
1: I'm trying to think, is there anything else? What?
0: Do you guys call it water fountain? Yeah, we do. Okay, well, there's no difference there. Okay. Like I said, Well, Oklahoma's, I was just making
1: you sure. Oklahoma's Midwest. No, no
0: it's not. Uh, yes, it is. It's Midwest and South. We say ope. I say ope all the time. Ope.
1: Ope. Let me sneak yeah. right past you.
0: Yeah, ope. ope. Didn't see you there. <laughs> How do you say the Dakotas? You say those normal? Say Dakota?
1: Yeah. What else would you say? say?
0: Dakota. Dakota. Okay. No. well Sometimes it's a Dakota. There's a there's a, there's a little bit of an O. Oh. Yeah, they make the O oh, like that. There's a little Yikes. bit of an A. Okay. Well, cool. I just wanted to get that. I figured. Glad we got
1: that clarified.
0: The Minnesotan who doesn't sound like one. Oh my gosh! A I sound
1: like anyone else from Minnesota.
0: No, you don't. I've met some people from Minnesota.
2: Really? Okay.
0: Not rural Minnesota, like you said. They got they got all the accents where they they sound like it's almost Canadian, but it's not. It's pretty
1: close to Canada. I
0: mean you're right there. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Well, okay. That's enough. <laughs> this episode is clearly over. Thank you. We are done. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and as as we should be. Knowing when to Someone another, cut us off. <laughs> that's another <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just end it right now. <laughs> Just stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, what a wild ride and ending. (laughs) Oh, that was uh, that was Caroline. That was just kind of her story, a little bit in life, and particularly the entrepreneurship side of it. And uh, I think it was good. It was good conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. And fun fact: forgot to that outro got closing got so out of hand, and we just cut it off. That. (laughs) I, um yeah, forgot to do, have her plug her stuff. So, real quick, here is her plug for where you can find her. Obviously, all the links are in the description. And then we'll close out this show. So, tell us, where can people find you um, if they have video needs or anything and everything? They're curious.
1: Yes. So, on the internet, www.carolinehuntfilms.com. Oh, <laughs> Otherwise... On social media, just Caroline Hunt films, Mm -hmm. just like that. Super easy and simple. And then, if you want to uh, reach out for that birthday video for the oh, yeah. the, first three, the first three the uh, first three people to reach out, mm-hmm. um, you can email me uh, Caroline at carolinehuntfilms.com. Oh,
0: she's got her own email. That's fancy. I do
1: have my own email, as most of mm-hmm. well, the population saying, like, does. <laughs> a lot of time, well, a lot of times the
0: business ones are like whatever. It'd be Caroline Hunt Films at Gmail. Oh, yours yeah. is At Caroline Hunt Films. Yep.
1: Caroline at carolinehuntfilms.com. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the health coaching is coming soon in the future soon yeah we hope we'll maybe. see maybe and then what if they wanted to come and check out Orange Theory
1: so Orange Theory I teach at Orange Theory Belmar so the Lakewood location uh, and this then, is Denver for anyone yes and well. then Orange Theory Cherry Hills so
0: I would <laughs> recommend it it was a great class had a lot thank of fun thank you um, it's fun definitely talk to her beforehand And so you can get her normal person voice and then you can compare it to her microphone voice because it's very entertaining to see the difference.
1: It's really a wild ride.
0: All right, cool. And I'll put all the links. All those links are in the description. So to her website, her social media. And don't forget about the birthday videos. We're going to get this thing (laughs) off the ground. It's going to be one of her, you know, she's, it's wedding video, birthday video, health coaching. This is this trifecta. All right. the trifecta here. Be one of the first three to email her and you'll get your own birthday video. All right. Well, thanks so much.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: Well, that actually, actually does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, being a part of the Hanyak Horde. Thank you to Caroline again for coming on. If you want to come on the show and tell your story or just chat about something, please let me know and we can do it in person is ideal, but obviously I can do remote and have done remote before plenty of time. So just email the show. It's ramblingviking at gmail.com or the Rambling Viking podcast on social media. Or if you know me personally, you can just say, oh, Gus, I've got your, I've got your info. You can just text or call me. That's fine. We can, and we'll get it arranged. Um, but, uh, I like doing these interviews because I think too much of me just screaming into the ether, AKA the microphone in your ears is gets a gets a little bit old, but, uh, that does it for this edition of the podcast. We will see you here next time for, Who knows? Maybe a regular dose of weird, maybe a blessing from tragedy, maybe another interview like this. Nobody knows what's going on. As Caroline said, you just got to try all different stuff. And that's what I'm doing here with just trying anything and everything, trying to do a bunch of different stuff here. But I hope you enjoy it. Please would love any and all feedback you might have, um, whether it's, hey, this helped me out or, hey, I thought that was stupid. You could have done this better. Please tell me anything, everything want feedback wants us to be a conversation with you, the listener. but um, that does it for me. This is your head hanyak signing off.